Hello, and welcome to the AL Cleanup Crew, a D&D live play podcast. Tonight, the party continues on the adventures based on Out of the Abyss. We play almost every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you'd like to watch live, join us at twitch.tv slash rallysecurity. What will happen this week to our brave adventurers? We will find out in this episode of Out of the Abyss. All right, excellent. So after, what, like three weeks, uh, we are back together. Good to see everyone. Um, I Let me actually cue the music here. Uh, so first of all, um, I think everyone should get inspiration for just the amazing RP the last two games. We uh, went to every, well, not every, there's way more restaurants out there, but all kinds of amazing restaurants uh, and did some really awesome stuff in the city, so... Um, please feel free to take your inspiration for all that goodness. Um, previously, the party and Grin, your faithful companion traveling here in the Underdark, uh, at the behest of the uh, drow for whom you are are uh, visiting here. Um, I forget his name at the moment. It begins with the V. V- Vizrin, I think. Um, you all are in Menzo Baranzin and uh, Grin's traveling with you and recently uh, you met with some of the leaders of the city, uh, two different parties, Jarlaxle as well as Matron Quintal Bainry and in fact even ran into a, 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 a close friend partner of Roger uh, Jessica and uh, with the help of these people you were able to get information on how to enter the Tower of Sorcerer, and you needed a special password, which changes every hour, and you're to be provided that when you get to the tower. Um, you also determined that you were going to place this Dark Heart, the key artifact that will summon the Dark Lords, somewhere outside of Menzo Baranzin. Uh, at least at this point, in order to avoid uh, terror reigning once again within the city. Uh, it does go against what Vizarin requested, but Grin's fairly confident it should work outside the city and will save uh, the drow, as mentioned. Um, most recently, at the end of some of your excursions, you ran into a drow party. And in this party, you noticed that there were several prisoners. And Fenner, in particular, saw that one is Toomey, his sister. She's bound with manacles, and she's with four other prisoners and uh, several guards. And you followed them into a secluded area in the Death Cloim quarter of the city. It's a quieter, more secluded area. Um, and at this point, there were a number of different things that you decided to do as you prepared to encroach upon this patrol. So to depict that, why don't we actually change scenes here and zoom in a bit. All right, so I'll describe where we last left, and then we'll do a little bit of determining exactly where you want to be and then uh, what our next steps are. So uh, in our last session, Victoria had let Roger know that the blonde slash white-haired drow, the leader of the party, is her kill uh, after looking at uh, a picture that she had on her person. She turned into a bat and 
left unseen, flying over the rooftops about 15 feet above the party. Fenner, you spotted your sister. You let Vigorn know, and you ran ahead in a parallel alley to get ahead of the draw party. Roger, you were about 100 feet back as you moved into position to cast Wall of Force around that blonde drow, which is this 10 by 10 by 10 uh, uh, barrier. Um, let's see, Gopher, you were not in our last session <laughs> because you were not feeling well. Um, but uh, so we'll give you some uh, determination as to where exactly you want to be. Um, I made an initial guess that you might want to be uh, kind of towards the back, but not right in the action. Uh, but you are free to move exactly where you'd like. I'd be wherever was the uh, most advantage um, stealth place. So I guess by this tower. Okay. Um, I'm, I kind of have headcanon. That's why I wasn't around is that I had said I'd want to be stealthy around the drow and completely stay out of the way and didn't talk at all, which is abnormal for growth. Go for it. Okay, got it. So, all right. Are you able to move your token? The game is currently paused, so no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't help. All right, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I thought the game should be paused. We don't want to be accidentally moving all over the place. <laughs> and, uh, Vigorn, you were talking to Roger at one point, but you had split up, so... Um, I had put you in a place where you'd be back a bit, but you may also feel free to move. Yeah, I think uh, I had mentioned to um, Fenner to basically go ahead, and we're going to basically do a little pincer move, trap them in the Fenner steps in front, we step in back. Um, if I can, um, I need to, I think... Uh, I need to. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at my Eldritch Cannon, the the goofy rules that I have to use there. Um, so I, at this point, I probably would have cast it. Uh, let's see. All right. Once you can. Okay. So at this time, I would have cast it uh, because it looks like we're about to uh, get into combat. We are going to uh, roll initiative for that as well. Yep. But what, what would were you referring to to cast? Uh, oh, my um, my my Eldritch Cannon. Uh, oh, your Eldritch Cannon. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have been on the board until it wasn't like following me around like 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 we have in the past because that's against the rules. It only lasts I think ten minutes. Oh, that's so. right. Okay, so um, our, d- apologies. D- did you say you would have intended to ca- um, pull that out before you came close? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That that's totally fine. All right. And uh, I mean, if if uh, if Gopher if Gopher was you know trying to be stealthy, he might have cut in the front as well with with Ven, even though he wasn't really there. I, I don't know if Gopher wants to retcon his thing. I don't know if he wants to stealth ahead. I am the guy that paddles on his own team when they say they scored and didn't. Um, uh, the people are very un, un, unforgiving with that, but no, uh, if I'm going to RP him properly, he would have been just within listening distance uh, in the darkest shadow that there is, and that seems to be the dark shadow. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, and then, Fenner, you are up in the front because you were going to head them off, but feel free if you wanted to be more in the, you know, out of the way or elsewhere um, to make oh, your token. Yeah, he, Fenner would have, and I believe at the end of last time, Finner had run uh, down the side alley to get ahead of them. Yeah. 
Fenner would be waiting for them at the head of the alley as they came out. Okay, got it. He, he, he is not thinking as clearly as normal. Gotcha. All right. And then Victoria. Uh, with shield in hand, axe haft in his right hand, and it leaning on his shoulder, his battle axe, as they as they come to the head of the, of the alley. Badass. Nice. All right. And then last but certainly not least, Victoria. Um, just to the left of the hot bar, and this is for anyone else with Cloak of the Bat, there's a little folder at the bottom of your screen, and there's a, a folder within the folder. It's the macros directory that says Cloak of the Bat. And then I have a polymorph macro that you can use to transform into a bat and then revert back. Um, and it transforms your token and your character sheet to fix the stats. So um, if, feel free to utilize that if you so choose. That's pretty fancy, and I'll have to figure out which one of these macros I am throwing overboard. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny that, you know, this cloak of the bat, I thought it'd be a throwaway item, but you guys are using it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's pretty handy. Yeah. All right. Does anybody um, need to do anything else before we start uh, getting into dice rolls? Uh, can you just point out which one it was that Victoria said? That's the one. That's the one I want. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So let me uh, introduce our party here. Um, so at the front closest to Fenner is the lead drow. So on the on the map, actually, I think the token is blocked. Oh, no, it's not. It's called Drow Leader. Or he is. Um, the prisoners are the creatures that aren't on top of lizards. So there are three in between the first two drow. Um, you see a drow mage on the second lizard in the middle and then there are two prisoners in between this mage and the warrior in the back on the furthest most lizard closest to Vigorn. Um and Toomey is right next to the drow mage so Toomey is oops I accidentally moved the tokens Toomey's right here so she's in like a little orange brownish dress alright so I guess is the uh if you're ready, as the lizard, as the drow come to the head of the alley, they find Finner standing in front of them, uh, and he holds up his, his shield kind of as a as a stopping gesture and says, "Friends." Uh, so I, but, I, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, before, yeah. before you do that, I I don't want to steal your thunder, but before in the last session, um, Roger had let off a wall of force. So as soon okay. as he I came forgot. in within range. Uh, he had set that off. So what I wanted to see was, Roger, were you trying to do that at a moment, you know, before they had noticed you, basically as soon as you come upon them? Or are you waiting for Fenner to kind of get everyone's attention? Or basically I'm trying to determine, are we trying to surprise the patrol? Um, knowing Roger, he probably would have fired it off as soon as he saw an opportunity like Victoria's like that's the one I want. So as soon as he knew that he could get just that one person in the wall of force, he wouldn't have waited for some complicated plan to signal him. He would have just <laughs> all right, done. Okay. Now Fedor, I know you wanted to come out and approach the drought leader. Um, would you have, if you had seen Roger preparing preparing a spell in the background, would you have waited, or do you think you would have gone up and you know immediately confronted the drought? I, I probably would not have been paying attention to Roger at all. So I probably would have been ready to stop them and make some demands from the get from the jump. Okay. Got it. All right. Very good. 
Okay, so um, I'd like for everyone... Uh, was anyone else... I'm assuming nobody else was trying to get the attention of the party, but let me just ask to be sure. No, okay. not me. I want right. to have some sort of element of surprise, like Fenner steps in front, they're like, who's this guy? And then then we sort of uh, pop up at behind. Okay, got it. That makes sense. Okay, so let me see if I can do this. I'd like for Gopher, Vigor, and Victoria, and Roger in the chat, you should be able to roll a stealth chat. Stealth check. And then Fenner, uh, why don't you roll intimidation or persuasion, whatever you're trying to do here? It seems seems like intimidation based on how you're possible. Yeah. Yeah. Not my best, but is that somebody else? That was somebody else's pink roll, right? Yeah. Huh. Ooh. <laughs> I, I am I am I am uh I have a minus one, so uh I am I am too uh I'm too angry to to even try to intimidate it this point. Yeah, and I got an 11. It's not, it didn't come over. Not okay, got it. Oh, come over again. Wow. Okay, so we have two natural 20s for stealth. Uh, Victoria rolled has a 31, which is huge. Gopher's a 34. That's insane. Um, Fenner, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> At least it wasn't a natural one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Vigorn, you said originally it was an 11. 11, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, got it. All right, that's an interesting. And it's mix. kind of appropriate for the uh, for the non natural one because in Finner's mind, he's really hoping that they don't give up these uh, prisoners lightly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let me make one roll on my side here. <laughs> okay. Um. So just one sec. Just all right. Very good. So um, at this point, let me go ahead and. Also allow everyone to roll initiative, and then I'll explain what's going on here. So let me get the combat going and start. I'm going to remove the front or the um, what you call it? Familiars. I seriously rolled a nat one for initiative. <laughs> I know. How is it that I can't? I haven't rolled. After all of this, why can I not find initiative? <laughs> um, Top right of your utility. Look for the, the combat tracker or the combat encounter. Uh, it should be the little swords cross uh, tab on the top right. On your main sheet, like up near proficiency? Oh, oh there it you, is. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I did a pop. I did a pop out. Um, there you go. Did it, take, did it roll? Yeah, it did. Okay. All right. Did, all right. I think we've got everyone. Um, very good. I'll just um, remove Eldritch Cannon as well. Okay, cool. All right, so um, Fenner, you step out in front confronting the large group, and they are sadly not intimidated by you whatsoever, but you certainly get their attention as you come out in an imposing way with your weapon on your shoulder. Uh, The majority of the party does not notice any of you except for Fenner at the front, um, except for the riding lizards, interestingly enough, <laughs> and the uh, warrior, the the two elite warriors. Um, they're keenly aware that there are some figures coming around them, um, but they're most interested in Fenner at the moment, and they don't get a chance uh, to do anything to stop you. 
Um, but in particular, we wanted to find out about Roger. And Roger, with your natural 20, and your total was 23, you are uh, just barely able to get out your wall of force um, without the drow leader noticing. So you, if you'd like to place it appropriately, you can capture the drow leader and the lizard right in the same go. That's the first one there? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, And then we'll go ahead and go in initiative order from here. So a sphere of force just surrounds this rider and lizard, (laughs) trapping them in a hamster ball. (laughs) The blonde drow cries out, uh, but it's tough to hear him through this barrier. Um, And the, the lizard is frantically trying to climb up the walls and escape. Victoria, it is your turn. All right. And which one was the the, the one of interest for Victoria? Uh, the one that is currently trapped inside the wall of force. Oof. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> okay. Well, Victoria... I agree that you, you hear a voice. I gift wrapped it for you. Um, so Victoria would not know that, that that has happened at all. And she can't see it. Um, oh, that's right. It's invisible. Yeah. So uh, you see, or Vic- Victoria basically, as, as opposed to um, to Fenner, uh, Victoria gets uh, very calm and uh, you know just ready. Uh, she takes a, a breath, closes her eyes, uh, and when she blinks for a moment, instead of the the human looking eyes, they are slitted uh, snake eyes. Uh, and she will uh, dive backwards off of this roof to try to stab uh, this creature. Nice. <laughs> um, so you don't have to make an attack roll, but you certainly can because we know what the outcome is going to be. <laughs> you go diving off the roof. <clears throat> you know, for the hell of it, why don't we make a, a dexterity check? Uh, sure. And I get an error token movement collides with beast one wall. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, let's um, see. All right. So acrobatics, you said? Oh, yes. Let's do that. All right. Uh, 18. Uh, oh. It would actually be a 19. It doesn't look like the reliable talent. Uh, well, so it's okay. Nice. All right. Well, you do an impressive acrobatic fly through the air, um, and you fortunately don't smash your, your, you know, face first into the wall of force, but you manage to um, land on top of it and realize that your your prey is captured right now. All right. She will stab into whatever the invisible barrier is again, very frustrated. And then use that to kind of, as like a third point of contact as she like slides down to the ground. And then uh, is her action used, the attempted stabbing, or does she still have her action? No, you could just count that as flavor. All right. Well, uh, wait, that's a prisoner. Those are prisoners. Uh, Okay. Uh, Let's see. Movement speed is 30. I don't know how much movement she's used so far, but she, she would try to move back and... Uh, you probably don't know her 15 feet to go. Okay. It says it's currently not my turn, so I can't move. Oh, did I... Oh, that's weird. It's some For some reason it thinks go first turn. Let me see if I can fix that. Okay, go ahead. Alright, there we go. So I'll try to stab this brown page. Um... So we're going to do... Oh, 
I don't think there's anyone harassing this opponent, so I probably would not get sneak attack on that. Uh, uh, that's true. Yep. Alright, but, uh, and then, so I'll do the 10 fire damage uh, to the mage, and then okay. some amount, I think, goes to the next one. Uh, 1d8 plus... Alright, so let me roll... 10, that's the 8, uh, plus your spellcasting ability modifier, which I think, uh, sorry, it has been like a month <laughs> since I looked at this. Yeah, here. yeah, no. Okay. Um, I think it's charisma, so I'm just going to do the last two. <laughs> so six fire to the, uh, wizard. Okay. And that's it for Victoria. Nice. All right. I have to move the lizard so I can select it properly here. Oh, bonus action. Um, yes. I'll uh, throw a ball bearing at the one behind, because I think there was somebody trying to stab it at that one. So, uh, advantage to... uh, Who's the next person? I'll say go for... Well, actually, Vigorn's next initiative. So, uh, for Vigorn, advantage on this one. Okay. All right. That's everything. All right. All right. Good. All right. On my turn, if, uh, yeah, I will step here. And let's see how close is uh, 30 feet. I will cast uh, Haste. On Victoria. If that's okay with you, Victoria. Yes, please. Alright. Alright. So I'm now concentrating. Don't know if you want to put a little token on me that says I'm concentrating or something like that. Okay. Haste is on Victoria. And then with my bonus action, um, Eldritch Cannon. Will it will be a you know it a it's on my hand it's a little tiny thing be a force ballista and range one twenty uh we will shoot at uh our friend here we target him or her and uh, do uh, that twenty eight over uh and uh, uh sorry which one were you hitting the elite warrior uh the guy closest to me yeah, on the lizard. Cool. Which right. I have targeted right the there. Advantage. So 28. Yes. I assume yeah. that that hits. Absolutely. And so, uh, Force Blista then does the damage. I think you have advantage if you want to fish. But... Oh, okay. I have advantage because... Uh, Victoria's bonus action, I think. Oh, okay. All right. I will... Uh, uh, the health action. You. Yes. As a bonus. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> All right. So... Eldritch Cannon. Get that back here. And then, uh, alright. Oh, I thing here. Oh, jeez. Seven points of damage. Force damage on them. Excellent. 
All right. And, uh, oh, yeah. Now, it's uh, delaying a little bit in rolling. Uh, I will, uh, oh, I will uh, now step back, step forward, 10, 15, 20, 25, right there. Okay. All right. And uh, I will press the end of turn button. Here we go. All right. The uh, elite warrior is slammed with the force from your Eldritch cl- uh, Cannon. And the giant lizard underneath of it growls menacingly. Um, let's see. It's got 30 feet of movement. I think you might be a little too far, but uh, in trying to rush over to you, it's going to uh, attack Roger, but it sees a little bit closer in range. So, um, Roger, it's going to turn to you. Oh, boy. Does that give Victoria... Is Victoria close enough for... Uh, no, there's someone else standing there. Yeah, that's out of range. Alright, um, it's gonna take a bite attack at you, Roger. 20 to hit. That'll hit. Oh, six points of sharp, pointy teeth. And that's it for that one. Um, the the giant lizard next to Victoria will take a chomp at you. Uh, seven to hit. And the other one is trapped. That's it for the lizards. Um, the prisoners. So you see that the prisoners are all manacled, but they are terrified right now. So uh, while they don't want to uh, do anything against their captors, they are going to try to kind of huddle off to the side. So um, you see the prisoners uh, move off to the edge. Uh, we'll see. Tumi and this other one runs over here. All right. That's it for them. And it's the Drow Mage's turn. The mage, uh, seeing your incredible acrobatics here, is going to turn towards Victoria, uh, and it's going to cast... Oh, it's a... Uh, I realize it was a range or a um, spell <clears throat> template. Let's see. Hang on, I might have to retcon that. Mm. Okay, it's not going to do that. Instead, it's going to shoot a fireball over at Fenner. A fireball to Fenner? A fireball over at Fenner. Oh, goodness. Spicy. Fenner, I need you to make a dexterity save. <laughs> oh, yes, you do save. Uh, so you take just half damage, 50 points of fire damage. How, did you say 50? 15. 15. 15, I think it is. Um, I'm just checking... I used to have, uh, sorry, I'm just checking. Okay. For some reason, I thought at one point I had resistance to fire damage. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a previous item or something. Yeah. I do not think I have any more. I have I have fire damage that comes with no. I, it's got to be. I know it's in here because I'm a forge. I'm a forge cleric. There you oh, go. Yeah, you get, so you, forge, you gain resistance to fire, and while wearing heavy armor, I gain a, a plus one AC. But I'm not wearing here heavy armor, so I do have a resistance. So does that mean it's okay. just seven? Yes. Very nice. Seven. Yay, memory. Great. Mm-hmm. That's good memory. Eventually, you become. Eventually, <laughs> he'll be immune to fire damage. 
it would be immune. Porch clerics at like level 17 or something just become completely immune to fire damage. Uh, okay, got it. Well, that's nice. All right. Uh, the drow is going to stay put here, so that means uh, that's the end of its turn, and it is Roger's turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to see this nasty little drow mage up here and this warrior. They look pretty threatening on my friend Victoria, so I'm going to then cast uh, this little gem. So we'll start with the uh, drow mage. So how do I target? I hold over and hit T? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you don't have to technically target as long as I know who you're hitting. Um, so we'll do... Uh, this one is going to attempt to counterspell that. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> Can I use my reaction to counterspell the counterspell? <laughs> I have counters. I don't think you can if you've used your... Can you do that if you used a spell attack? Maybe you can. No, can't. Uh... It's a reaction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can. I mean, right. Roger would try and pull shenanigans, so. So let's see. So the mage would try to cast counter spell. Let's just say it doesn't. It didn't know what you were doing. It's just going to cast it at fourth. I'm not sure what level your curse is. Alright, and Roger would just counterspell at third level, which means he actually has to roll for it. Um, which means I need to roll 14. The ability check with my spellcasting ability first. Yeah. You have your inspiration. Nothing. <laughs> so, this is just an ability check. Want to use inspiration? <laughs> oh, you beat 15. it. Okay. Nice. Okay. So your psychic glance goes through. He needs the intelligence save now, okay. which I'm sure if he's a mage, he... Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty good problem. So he takes 15 points of damage and is not incapacitated. Okay. Half damage. He looks then pretty hurt. The other guy now needs to... Okay, Nice. This one is just going to, sadly, not not too smart. No. Yeah. Uh, he is incapacitated now until the start of my next turn. All right. And that was a huge amount of damage. Uh, he grabs his head in pain and just buckles over. All right. And then uh, for my bonus action, I will rabbit hop 15 feet away. I can in and... Uh, I'll stay there, and that'll be my turn. Okay. Gopher, you are up. All right. Well, hearing what's going on, I'm going to come down just into sight here. So I've got a line of sight on this uh, this guy down here. And I'm going to, um, with them at disadvantage, to cast Tasha's Mind Whip at a third level. All right, it needs to make an intelligence save. No, it fails. Fantastic. Okay, so it gets 12 points of damage as well. It says on its next turn. So it's already um, 
incapacitated. But once that's over on its turn, if that happens, it can choose a move, an action, or a bonus action. All right. All right. It is the drow leader's turn who's trapped. He curses at the slightly burning Fenner. I forgot to get rid of the giant uh, flame down here. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Warrior, who's this? Okay. Um, this is incapacitated, so it is Fenner's turn. Just want to make sure that I'm stepping back into the shadows and uh, hiding. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, sorry, Gopher. I, I jumped on your turn a little quickly. And I think I was supposed to have sneak attack damage. <laughs> Let's see. Dinner is at the edge. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, wait, no. Uh, no, I can't get that yet. I don't think I can uh, get that on my spells yet. Never mind. Yeah, and unfortunately, there's nobody within five feet. Oh, I just meant from being hidden. Okay. Oh, from being hidden. Yeah, got it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right, anything else for Gopher? Uh, should be it. Okay. So then it is Fenner's turn, and Fenner, you see um, an invisible force field, so you don't actually see anything, but you can tell mm-hmm. that uh, the lizard and draw leader are trapped within. So am I able to g- get around the side over here? Yes. It, 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 it doesn't should... go all the, all the way to the wall, so can I run around it? Yeah, yeah, you can run around it. All right, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So I can actually move all the way around to here. Oh, and um, okay. I, I realized I had moved the drow lizard earlier, and I, I should have put uh, it back in its place, so that, that should have been there. Sorry about that. All right, so I need to go right up. I can get, go right here. Yeah, either of those spots. Okay. Um, and as he passes, he looks at the wood of the wall force, not knowing whether he can hear him or not, and say, I'll be with you you in a minute. And goes forth and says, my friend, the fire is not the way to go. And holds his, uh, reaches up, touches his holy symbol, and casts uh, spiritual guardians. Ooh. Right. At fifth level. Oh, He is not happy. How do you tell it? So I have two fifth level spells, but when I go down there, I can't choose anything at fifth level. Like there's nothing below fifth level. Or is it everything above is considered that level? Uh, Everything below. Should be below. Yeah. I'm not sure why you don't have any spells listed. Uh, Are you able to run from D&D Beyond? So let's try it. So if I go to D&D Beyond, here is my... Spells, and if I go down to fifth level, I have two slots, and let's go spiritual guardians right, right there. Do you have um, the browser plugin for um, Foundry? Do not know the answer to that. Um, okay. I'll right. tell you what. That's all good. I, I, what I can do here with ours. I can do, I'll do it at fourth level because it'll let me do it. And weird, Spiritual Guardians is not showing up at fourth level either. You can just, um, you know, 
copy the description. Yeah. Just tell us. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do that. All good. Oh, all right. So spiritual guardians. Uh, Fenner's uh, cloak of hornets, about every tenth hornet flashes a bright white and becomes a copy. Copy this and paste. Copy. Oh, and it won't let me paste. Hmm. Um, I'm going to see if I can put it on here. So you call four spirits to protect you. Uh, they flit around you at a distance of 15 feet for the duration. If you're good or neutral, uh, uh, they become basically fairies. Uh, and it is, uh, they have a spell DC of 17. Must wisdom saving throw DC 17 or it's 5d8 damage. So it'll hit both the lizard and, um, and the drow mage. And I can choose anybody it ignores, which is everyone other than the drow and the lizards. Okay, nice. So right. the drow and uh, the lizard he's sitting on both have a, have a DC 17 wisdom save to go Perfect. Okay. I think that's on their turns, right? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, no, it's when I cast it. So, um, uh, when the creature. When you cast a spell, you designate an effective. Yeah. Uh, an affected creature speed is halved in the area, and when the creature enters the area for the first time, or turn, or on a turn, first time on a turn, or starts its turn there, it must make it. Oh, so maybe it doesn't do it immediately. Yeah, when the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn, or starts that its turn there. When it's so, so it'll happen when it's their turn. It'll happen when it's their turn. But, but when um, it passed, doesn't that make them? be in the area? When you cast the spell, you can designate any number of creatures you can see to be unaffected by it. An affected creature speed is halved in the area, and when the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn, it doesn't say on their turn, it just says on a turn, or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. So does that mean it's on my turn and they're in it, so they have to do it the first time, and when they start their turn, they have to do it again? See, that that would make sense, like, from a language language perspective. The typical, <laughs> yeah. the typical interpretation is that on its turn, or when it enters, like, when it starts its turn outside and then enters. Um, however... Uh, this is this is Madame's game, so however you want to run it. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but you know, it's more fun to have it happen right away, so we're gonna do that. We're gonna we're gonna do those things. But I I definitely see your point, and that makes sense. Uh, and I clicked it twice by accident, so we're gonna go with the first one. Which is a fail. So that's a fail. And can I just roll 5d8 somewhere with one of these choices? Uh, oh, yeah, there's a die down at the bottom. Yeah, it's probably easiest uh, just to click the one at the bottom. You can click it five times. So I got, yeah. So we'll just, we'll just go rule a cool and do some text. I'm recording it to AL. Why did that do 2D8 plus 5? Listen, oh, when do I get 5-0 involved in everything? 
calling the cops. The fuzz does not. So two D eight was three. I need to do. I need to do a couple more. Roll. So there's three D eight. So three. So seventeen damage to the uh, to the lizard, and it'll be seventeen to the drow mage if he doesn't save. Half the drow got a twenty. So he saves. So uh, he takes. Uh, he takes. Uh, no, seventeen. He takes eight. Okay. Eight. Okay. All right. The uh, draw mage is looking really rough, and the drow lizard. Um, one of your creatures attacks it, and it falls. That one is gone. All right. Anything okay. else? Better? Um. So. Another question, because I've never tried this on a spell before, but with my Swarm Keeper, once on each of your turns, you can cause the Swarm to assist you in one of the following ways. Immediately after you hit a creature with an attack, I assume a spell attack counts as well? Uh, Or does it have to be a physical attack roll? Okay, so no, not there. Um, uh, Then I'll use my bonus action... Uh, to cast a spiritual weapon. Okay. Uh, so let's hit that. I'm just doing it at its normal second second level. Uh, now, is spiritual weapon a spell? It, uh, so we'll see. It says you create a spectral weapon. It's a bonus action. You create a spectral right, a weapon within range. Yeah, I don't think you can cast that security cast. You can't do two. Okay, you can only do a cantrip. All right. Um, then I will move up one more to be in uh, the mage's grill, and uh, that will end my turn. Okay. That sounds good. Okay, very good. So we're at the top of the round and back to Victoria. You're hasted, don't forget. Oh, yeah. That was a warm up round. Exactly. All right, so Green Flame Blade, our our attack. Uh, There is an ally nearby for attack. Nice. Uh, Looks like. Lots of, lots of damage. Yeah, it's super duper dead. Sweet. Uh, and then there's this one. So uh, move over here and hasted action. Uh, nice. Uh, <laughs> um, no sneak attack or anything. Okay, so, uh, 14 will miss. It bounces off the armor. Alright. Uh, and then bonus action. Uh, we'll give Vigor an advantage on um, uh, uh, this is her. Okay. Get this one. All right. Okay. And I believe the Drow Elite Warrior is no longer incapacitated. Start of my turn. Oh, Roger's turn. Okay, got it. Thank you. Yep. All right. It is Vigor's turn. Yeah, okay, so that kind of changed here. Alright, well, I'm just going to do a standard old firebolt. That old classic chestnut on, uh, on, uh, 
this thing right here, and I should, will have advantage. Okay. And right, so. And I should roll again. Oh, I'll take the 27. Yeah, that hits. And that's 13 points of damage on the lizard. Okay, nice. All right, and uh, let's see. Uh, I guess my Eldritch Cannon will... It's right next to it, so it will fire... With uh, disadvantage, I guess. Uh, so. Are you allowed to move it back a, a spot? Uh, it is. It is right next to the lizard, so um, uh, I don't think I can move it unless I want an opportunity attack. Okay. So uh, let me roll that again for the disadvantage. Oh, a uh, fifteen. Does a fifteen hit it? A fifteen still hits. All right. So then, does its damage here? And that is that. Oh, I need one more D eight. Uh, one more D eight. Okay. So that's uh. This should be. Seventeen points of damage on it. Okay, and uh, after a firebolt and then a subsequent blast from the cannon, this lizard is down. And I say to Roger, "Looks like lizards back on the menu." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else for our Vigorn? Uh, I feel like uh, staying back is okay here. Uh, let's close. All right, yeah, I'll stay back here. Uh, end of turn. All right, giant lizard is trapped. Roger, your turn. Uh, looking around at a distinct lack of targets, uh, Roger will just, um, Yeah, I'll do one of these at the uh, fighter dude there. Ooh. Nice. 23 to hit for 19. Yeah. That sure hits. And he is now glowing. Mm-hmm. All right. Lots of status effects on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, although no longer incapacitated now. Correct. And I'll just move over just so I can see what's going on down here a little better. That'll be my turn. Okay. Um, I don't know how to mark it as glowing, so we'll just put this huge eyeball on it. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Go for your turn. I am going to pop right back out and do the same thing again on the next closest guy. Next closest dude. But I'm having a uh, having an issue with boundary just at the moment. Okay. So you're doing, uh, you did a Tasha's Mind Whip last time. You're doing that again? Yes. Okay, so I'll I'll make an intelligence save. That's a 10. That looks like a failure. All right. And looks like my thing is working again. Okay. Let's do a Mind Whip. Whip. Oh, yeah. 
And with one final blast to the mind of this elite warrior, it uh, suddenly just plops over, limp. No brain left to be found. He's insane in the membrane. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, I think that is the last of the active combatants. So we'll go ahead and end initiative. And you all are stuck here with... um, a drow leader in uh, in this invisible barrier with its riding lizard. How long does the barrier last? Ten minutes or concentration. All right. Finner is going to walk back around to the other side of the force and just tap on it <laughs> and look around the force field at Roger and say, this one's not getting away. <laughs> I know. I put it in a hamster ball. See, Victoria, I gift wrapped it for you. You said you wanted it. See, this is why I love riding lizards. Um, adorable? You, you see a small creature step out from a, around the corner of this building. From yeah. which building? Behind me? Uh, just behind the riding lizard. She kind of yeah. peeks her head around the corner and looks at you through the invisible barrier. Sweetheart, do me a favor and step back around the corner. You're not going to want to see this. I'll be with you in just a minute, sweetheart, when we'll get you home. Oh, okay. And uh, a prisoner kind of uh, takes care of her and pulls her to the side. Um, These two prisoners are, these three are booking it (laughs) (laughs) while they have the chance. Uh, Victoria will do a uh, like a bravado move and flip her uh, short sword the other way. So she's holding it down instead of upward and just say, uh, Fenner, this one is mine. Mm-hmm. And he'll nod, but you don't believe the nod. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So Victoria, right. you um, waiting for Roger to drop concentration. Victoria's got her sword to the, the invisible barrier. And as soon as she do- no longer feels that pressure, she's all right, Roger, what are you doing? Roger will be like, all right, on three, ready, three, <laughs> and he'll uh, drop v- it. V- oh, <laughs> Vigon was going to come running over. <laughs> Just be involved here. <laughs> oh, you probably had. All right, so the barrier drops at the immediate count of three from Roger and Victoria. You watch as this shimmer uh, disappears from around uh, the group. You immediately rush in for the kill. And for uh, to to keep a, a, an encounter short, we'll say that you were perfectly prepared to make the killing blow against the drow. Um, what do you do with the giant lizard here? Fin- Finner's taking the battle axe to the giant lizard's head as Victoria comes in from the back on the on the uh, drow leader. Nice. All right. So you, uh, the lizard rushes forward. You take care of the lizard. Victoria, is there anything else in particular that you wanted to do with this drow leader? Uh, <clears throat> Victoria would or uh, whatever. Okay. So uh, whether it's like a or you know some sort of signet, some other you know proof that would that would stand the test. Okay, um, Victoria, why don't you roll a d one hundred? A nine. All right. So um, you reach within the pocket of the drow leader and you find a mysterious note. Um, and it looks like it's to uh, another member of the drow um, describing some sort of uh, mysterious affair that they were encountered in. Um, it looks like a note between two drow lovers 
and their houses are warring. But you can tell from the context of the message that this is, uh, again, uh, the drow that you're looking for, and it does contain his name. Okay, perfect. It's a little Romeo and Juliet situation. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. There are a number of powerful houses here, and it looks like one was perhaps um, a, a more noble house and one lesser so. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the, the drow are all dispatched. And you're left here with two prisoners. Um, the elder one says, uh, thank you for rescuing us. Uh, can I go now? You're free to go or you can stay with us for protection. As Fenner runs right past him, the hornet, uh, the yellow jacket cloak just completely dissipates. To it, so it's just him. And he scoops to me up in a hug and, and said, I never thought I'd find you. Oh, Fenner. I've been here for so long. I never thought you'd come and find me, but here you are. How um, do I get out what of here? Kind of is, she, is she just tied up with like ropes on her wrists, or is it something that I would need to ask uh, Gopher or Victoria to remove? Yeah, it looks like she has locked manacles on her arms. Sweetheart, I'm going to have my friends take a look at you and, and, and get you out of these. Uh, and he would also, if the old man hadn't left yet, offer to take off it to see if uh, his friends could take off his manacles as well. But he may have already booked it. Yeah, they, they took off. They decided to, in, in the moment, take their chances. So uh, if one of my uh, friends with lockpick tools would be so kind as to... Go for you want to make a... Um... Yeah, dexterity chat. Uh, nice. All oh, right. lockpick tools. Uh, I have thieves tools. I think Gopher does as well, right? Yeah, I can certainly help. Who among us yeah, does I, not have rock pictures? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, just thinner, apparently. <laughs> no, Roger just picks every lock with fireball, so. I really. <laughs> well, with the 24, uh, easily Gopher is experienced at a, a lock quite simple like this. Uh, and with Vigor's uh, guidance, uh, you know, Vigor has seen this particular model of manacle before having. Uh, lived here in Menza Burns, and so uh, you easily get the chains off of Timmy. Uh, and at which point, Finner look up and say, Timmy, I'd, I'd like to introduce you to my friends who've helped me get here. Uh, the, uh, the, the, don't be scared of the drow. He's Vigorn. He's harmless, believe it or not. Uh, the, the cute bunny, uh, please pay attention to the, to the crazy eyes. It's Roger. Just, just be careful around him. He's combustible. Uh, okay. The nice lady, the nice lady right here is Victoria, and the guy who mumbles is Gopher. Uh, very deadly, but you know he's not to be afraid of. Really, Roger's the only one who might burn you on accident. <laughs> oh, and and oh. Grin O'Still, I was hiding in the corner. What oh yeah, I uh, forgot about Grin. He's uh, maybe not so much a friend as an acquaintance, but you know he he the. Uh, he, he's part of the party as well. And then he'd look up and say, guys, I, I know we have thing, business to be about, but I, I've got to make sure uh, Timmy here is someplace safe until we can come back and collect her and get her out of the city. Well, if uh, Grin speaks up, if we can get to the edge of the city, I could probably use a spell to get her out, maybe back to the Tower Arage. Unless and he'd else look over, yeah, he'd look over at Vigor and say, "Can you do that for us?" 
Oh, yes, of course I can. Well, let's go be about this quickly. I'm going to feel a whole lot better when she's not someplace where she's just going to end up a prisoner again. All right. Yep. Let's go. Come on, everybody. Okay. And you head out of the the secluded part of town. Uh, as far as you're aware, no one the wiser of the events that took place here. We take the bodies and dump them behind one of the houses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, small note. Uh <laughs> That's the uh, assumed plan for all D&D mm-hmm. encounters. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So you uh, quickly lead to me to the edge of Dothcloim, to the outskirts of the city, and uh, prepare a spell in order to uh, send her out of harm's way. Is there anything anyone wants to do before you kind of continue on with the path towards Tirbreshi and the Tower of Sorcerer? Um, that depends on whether or not we anticipate seeing far more drow or not. Uh, you did get some assurance from uh, the matron mother, Quenthal, that she would help keep back the guards and such as you are getting to the Tower of Sorcerer. But once you hit the tower, there is no protection. Okay, well, then no, I will continue to travel as close to invisible as I can. And I've uh, I've got gaseous form. So I think I'll use that for now. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah go ahead. Uh, Igorn will begin to talk to the party. Uh, do we need to, you know, perhaps uh, case this place or scout it out just to see what sort of security forces they have? And this is to the group. Grin, do you, anything, any knowledge you have on this front? <sighs> well, um... I know that there are creatures guarding the entrance to Tearbrushy, but we should have the password at that point. Ah, uh, it's a mystery what's inside, Sorcerer. Very few are allowed in, but I do know that only Drow may enter. So I think we need to get our disguise in order before we go inside. All right. Uh, who has uh, <laughs> who has disguise kit? <laughs> I think Victoria does. Victoria, does um, uh, uh, Gopher have a disguise oh. kit? No, I took a forgery kit instead. Okay. Roger has a disguise kit. Okay. Uh, are you proficient in uh, Gopher? Are you proficient in uh, disguise? No, I just have spells that help me disguise myself. Okay. Like right now, the idea is that when we see someone, I'll go into gaseous form and ah, okay. be dang near. Okay. Okay. Well, then I think uh, Roger is going to be uh, giving us drought. Well, giving uh, some of us uh, drow looks. I don't know how a rabbit is going to turn himself into a drow, but <laughs> uh, we could oh, do man. the old Chewbacca thing. Uh, we have a prisoner that we need to bring in there. Uh, oh, no. Am I going to be the sacrifice for your... <laughs> Evil spider goddess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Grin says, I, I don't think prisoners are even allowed in, so right, we'll have so, to be careful. <laughs> without talking in a funny voice, uh, how do you, I, I ask, uh, how do you uh, suggest we get uh, our rabbit friend in? Hmm. Does anyone have any abilities to make him invisible or tiny? Maybe he could be placed in some sort of an object that could be carried in. I should check my spellbook as well. Looking at my... 
I'm looking through. Uh, you see Vigorn pull out his 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 notebook and he's flipping through his spells right now. Oh, trying to see if he has I yeah. happen to have a disguise spell, a disguise self spell, but that might that self, yeah, that doesn't work. Let's see. That one makes things freeze. That one makes things explode. That one <laughs> makes lots of things explode. That one, no, that one just makes things float. Uh, uh, more burning. Um, summon well, something that makes things burn. Maybe Victoria could just really do some great disguise kidding, and we'll just <laughs> try to hide you as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, kind of put a cloak over your head, kind of thing. Pin back your ears. <laughs> yeah, what kind of what kind of check would you want for disguise? <laughs> Um, if if we've got uh, a couple people working at it, we could we could say the the group is helping out. You could do, uh, let's see, what would that be? It could be a, a performance check or maybe a sleight of hand. Oh, sleight of uh, hand would be even better. But yeah, yeah, go uh, for it. Okay. Uh, Vigorn is going to pull out a razor and and like one of those oh, yeah. old old timey um uh you know uh, 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 brushes uh. You know the whole razor kit from the 1930s, the, the big fluffy brush, uh, a big foam, uh, you know, a big can of foam, and he's prepared to shave Roger. Uh, <laughs> so he has no fur on his face. As soon as Roger realizes what you're proposing, <laughs> literal flames start rising up off of the top of his head. And I start whistling. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, do you allow any sort of haircut <laughs> to your person? No. <laughs> I was hoping it would be kind of like uh, when a dog gets back from the groomer and its hair is like really short and poofy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's only in our imaginations. Yeah. Uh, so instead... <laughs> I, I was seeing this whole Bugs Bunny, Ro- uh, Barber of Seville sort of thing where <laughs> Vigorn is like <laughs> rubbing his hair and you know, putting in the, the lotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You do all the things minus the fur cut. Yes. Um, and Victoria with a 29 does an incredible job. She has uh, put in some work doing some styling work on her friends uh, and knows exactly how to pin the ears, do some braids, pull, you know, use the cloak. Uh, not only are you disguised, but you actually look quite good. All right. Grin says, well, um, I think we have. Pretty good disguises. Um, Gopher's missing. Uh, what about Victoria? You're you're going to disguise yourself as well, and uh, Fenner. Victoria will will do her. Um, I think she she'd uh, procured uh, like a dress and boots and all that stuff. He also has uh, disguise self. Okay. Roger will reluctantly take off the black mini skirt he's been wearing this whole time and offer it to Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Oh, All right, Fenner. Fenner, uh, Fenner puts it. Fenner puts his shield and uh, battle axe back in the bag of holding. Uh, I can't remember who's holding it. Is Roger holding or Gopher holding the bag of holding? Roger does have a bag of holding. Uh, he drops them in. Um, the uh, yellow jackets dissipate, and he uh, reassumes his uh, his disguise as uh, Vigorn's manservant. Just you know, a couple steps behind and. Uh, Hams class in front of him as if waiting for direction. Okay. Um, at the moment that you all wrap up your disguises, uh, Roger, you happen to notice that Rat's rations is around the corner. Um, it's a very rat 
or I'm sorry, a very rat-like proprietor runs this place. His long nose and mouth, a hint of whiskers, beady eyes, and a very large ears lend his countenance a very rat-like aspect. There's something there. He can't be a were-rat, because that's just how he always looks, etc., etc. And so uh, you notice a very strange rat-like restaurant. But was there anything you were interested in doing with the rat restaurant? Uh... A mystery meat wrap. Yeah, that, that sounds good. <laughs> so you, you grab some uh, food to go from the mystery meat palace as you all head over to Tear Brushy. Any, any final things that the party would like to do before uh, heading there? At the rat palace, I assume they have mystery meat on a stick. <laughs> uh, naturally. Like, yeah. a corn, like a corn dog of mystery meat. Uh, Finner's grabbing one of those. If Vigor will let him. Uh, it's like whitish, grayish. It's just that generic <laughs> meat color. You can't tell what it is. <laughs> Vigorn is disgusted that you all went to this place. Uh, he's seen it before. It passed by. He's never eaten here. It's too, 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 too beneath him to go here. Uh, Roger sees Finner grabbing one of the meats on a stick. He's like, oh, try the white sauce. Get a little cup of the white sauce. Dip it. It's It's amazing. <laughs> getting worse (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um before you get too sick you quickly move on past uh the rat palace as i call it and uh you do find yourselves at the steps to uh the great places of learning within menzo branson in the district of tier brushy that map you know, if this is the district of learning, then it would make absolute sense that rats rations would be right outside that. You know, just like any college town, you get that <laughs> shady 3 a.m. food stand, right? Uh, outside yeah. every college. It's the it's the Taco Bell of Menza Branson. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> With the same consequences. <laughs> All right. Okay, so you approach the Great Stair of Tirbrashi, and it rises from the floor of Menzoberranzan uh, to the, this great cavern housing the three branches of the academy. Mele Magthir, a pyramid-shaped edifice where drow warriors are trained. You have Arachtinilith. It's a spider-shaped cathedral where drow priestesses worship their demon goddess. And your ultimate goal... Sorcier, a magnif- magnificent tower where drow mages learn to master the magical arts. And as you were warned by Grin, non-drow are forbidden from entering this part of the city. So as you approach these stone steps, you see that they are uh, some 300 feet wide and they rise nearly the same distance. And at the top of the stairs, you see a pair of giant jade spiders flanking the stairway at the top. Uh, They peer down over your party, inspecting you, looking for prisoners. Or, excuse me, not looking for prisoners, looking for anyone that does not appear to be a drow. Their green eyes stare slowly and look over each one of you in turn. After about 30 seconds you are worried but you see that the jade spiders quickly climb up the sides of the statues and allow all of you into the presence of the grounds of tear brushing 
And I didn't mean to roll for the spider. Alright, um... As you enter the grounds of Tirbreshi, you see various drought acolytes and mages and uh, the occasional warrior in patrol walking uh, amongst the green grass and not green grass, we're in a deep, dark cave <laughs> amongst the uh, rocky floor. Um, and uh, they're out for a walk. They're socializing. Some of them are taking private lessons outside. There's a lot of activity, but they seem to, to generally ignore your party as you walk through. And you come upon the great doors of the Tower Sorcerer. And Vigorn, you hear a voice immediately reach out to you. And it is uh, someone working for the Drow Matron who promised you a password previously. And you hear whispered into your ear the word examination. Okay, examination. Uh, does that mean that uh, that is the the password? Is that what I'm to assume? That is the password. And as okay. you say the word out loud to yourself in front of the steps of Sorcerer, you watch as the doors magically open up in front of you. And it appears that the password has allowed you all into the tower. At this point, you see a continuation of the hustle and of people moving uh, between classes or heading to libraries or, um, again, participating in various aspects of study here at the tower. Um, Give me one moment. I'm going to do a quick roll. Okay. All right. Um, Do one more roll here. All right. Excellent. Okay. You head into the tower, and your immediate goal here is to find the Chamber of Gromph. Grumpf is uh, the holder of the Grimwire that you are seeking here in this tower, and that is the purpose of your entry, to gain access to the Grimwire, which will allow Vizrin to execute the spell that will bring the Dark Lords back into one spot within Menzo, or excuse me, within the under, Underdark. Um, who would like to take point in searching for Grump's chambers? Uh, is investigation or it could perception? be uh, we, we could do uh, let's say an investigation for this. Okay, certainly Vigorn will be looking around. Uh, maybe looking for any directories on the wall or any signs or that kind of thing. Okay. All right, go ahead and make an investigation roll. 19. Very nice. Uh, you overhear some students referring to um, the third floor where the offices of the instructors and the uh, top mages in Menza Berenzen are uh, keep their studies. Uh, so you know that it is on the third floor that you need to head. I'm assuming everyone would like to keep some level of stealth, and if so, why don't you roll a stealth check? Uh, 
Ooh. Okay, all over the place. <laughs> but yeah. overall, not, not horrible. Okay, so you head up to the third floor. Some people are a little suspicious of uh, uh, the party, but, you know, they've seen weirder things. Um, so you find yourselves at the third floor, and it does appear that there is a directory at the top, and you find the room number for Grump's chambers. It's down the hall. It's the, the last door on the left. And we'll take you over that location. Roger's self wasn't so good because he was busy looking for all the cork boards or other places people might put postings up, trying to figure out where the raging kegger is going to be this weekend. He's <laughs> always wanted to go to a frat party. He's just never had the opportunity. Uh, Vigor is looking for guitar lessons and, you know, the little paper that's torn off at the bottom. Vigor. <laughs> You're not going to play Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> I was. Uh, I heard this uh, great song called Freebird. So you head down the hallway and you make. Uh, you find out that you are outside the chambers of Romp Bainry. Uh, who's this guy? Oh, this is Grin. He, he oh, just okay. ran. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, and the chambers are. Oh, I didn't mean to open that door. If I accidentally open that door, I apologize. This door. I- I don't think you did. Hopefully you aren't able to. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, uh, Vigorn being the kind of the the most drow of the party will come to this door. All right. You just give it a... What what do you do at the door? Uh, I will uh, knock on the door. All right. You knock at the door. You hear no movement. I look at the party... I shrug, and then I try to open the door. You attempt to open the door, and feels locked. All right. I then look at... <laughs> I think we have two rogues in the party, and then I start pulling out uh, my thieves' tools as well. And if someone wants to assist me, I can certainly uh, try to uh, get in here. Would someone like to assist me? Sure, Victoria will assist. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I, I, um, how do you want me to roll for this? All right, you can roll a sleight of hand. That'll give you your um, dex plus proficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 13. Not great. <laughs> a 13. I mean, it's okay. Not great. Let's see... I don't think I wrote down the DC. Let me just double check. Okay. Um, it does not look like you were able to open the door. <laughs> Still sounds a little, little stuck. Yep, yep. Uh, Vigor will step aside and let someone else try to open it. Uh, he, he's kind of like looking at his tools like, what is wrong? Uh... <laughs> Vigor and I will I will say that while you were um, the first to approach the door and, and had been looking around for this location, you do get the sense, especially with your background, that something doesn't seem quite right about this door. It feels like something magical may be happening here as well. Uh, all right. Let's see what I got here. All right. Uh... Uh, uh, 
Can I uh, cast a detect magic? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll cast it as a ritual. No. It's going to take it. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so you cast detect magic. Uh, obviously, immediately all your friends light up around you, but concentrated on the door, it is just glowing with the bright light of magic. And it, it appears that there is some sort of... Um, some sort of magic has been cast on the store. All right. Do I know what school it is? Uh, it, it, it appears to be. Uh, uh, I always have to, I always forget these. What's. Abjuration, conjuration, divination, enchantment, evocation, illusion, necromancy, and transmutation. Right. Yeah. What's the one that does all like the, you know, elemental type magics? Um, uh, uh, element. Two. Like, let's see if I'm looking at like. Firebolt, what is that? School, evocation. I think it's evocation. Evocation. Okay. All right. Uh, I look at the party and say, oh, this looks like it. Uh, it is um, some kind of magic on here. Uh, Roger, we may need to uh, remove the magic. Do you have something to spell magic or something? I can remove the wall. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Roger, it's a kind of a narrow hallway, buddy. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd ask you all to take a step back first, but you know. Uh, are we gonna just just gonna break the rules and like uh, take the door off by its hinges, sort of thing? <laughs> you, you all the cheating that. sort of ways to get around the door. Well, you know, we'll we'll see whether it works or not. Yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna do that. That's <laughs> uh, just like that's one of those tropes that. Uh, you read about that players try to do like, oh, I can't pick the lock. I'll just take the the hinges off the door and see where it just falls off. <laughs> All right, I'm looking at my stuff that I have. Isn't there specifically a spell that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's like that lock is. that. Well, no, uh, but there's a spell that causes a door to swell in its frame so that it can't be opened. Well, there's a margin to reduce, so you can reduce yeah. it in size, and then the door just falls off. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think, um, yeah, there's people that do that, too. That's kind of breaking the spirit of the game, too. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to get past this door. I think it's up to Roger to get past this door somehow. Uh, let's see, what else do I have here? Grin raises his hand. Uh, well, I hate to keep interfering, but I do. You mentioned knock. I I do happen to have the knock spell. <laughs> okay. Wasn't uh, yeah, trying I... to attract attention, but you know, if it's our only option. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I apologize. I don't have anything else that can. Uh... <clears throat> yeah, I don't have anything. I'm like shatter or thunder wave. <laughs> Thunderwave the door. Looks over at you, just kind of disapprovingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm preparing to do Thunderwave right now. <laughs> uh, Roger is eyeing the wall with disintegrate tingling on his fingertips. <laughs> so, Roger's looking at disintegrate. I'm looking at Thunderwave, and then I'm also flipping back to in my notebook to the spell Shatter as well. So I, I'm I'm doing all these things if. Uh, our friend here wants to do something else. <laughs> and, well, oh, now I saw Scorching Ray. 
And what's that? I, I said Grin is offering the knock spell, but it's up to the to the party if they want to take advantage of that. Uh, yes, I think we'll take advantage of that. <laughs> it's not exactly stealthy, but you know, at this point, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, with with no other options than Grin Shell, <clears throat> uh, let's see. He what does he do? It is a verbal spell, so he speaks a word of magic and casts the knock spell. Whoops, I did that self-roll. What's happening? Try that one more time. <clears throat> there we go. Okay. Uh, the door, immediately you hear a click and the door opens. And uh, within... Uh, as Vigorn looks inside the chamber, he sees a floor lined in black marble. Shelves that are laden with books and scrolls, and dominated by a broad desk of polished bone. You see a very plush chair that's covered with lizard hide sitting behind the desk, uh, with a smaller, more simple zerkwood chair sitting facing it on the opposite side, and a large, seven foot tall obsidian statue of a four armed, sword wielding drow stands behind the desk against one wall. You see that there are burning candles lighting up the room in holders that are made from skeletal-looking hands. All right, what do you do? You have a door open ahead of you. And uh, actually, at that exact moment, as the door opens, you see a fire elemental creature comes into play. (laughs) And I will need folks to roll initiative. (laughs) I'm just about to look for traps for us. Um, I will have my fly with me, but I think that's it. Okay. Have, uh, let's see, where it is Need a roll from Gopher. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I need to do it. I can't rejoin the game. I got eject because I uh, DC. I still can't. Okay. That's okay. Do you want me to roll for you while you're loading? Uh, is there any way the admin can kick me? So I can walk oh, you need to be kicked. Got it. Got it. Done. Success. 
sad roll for Gopher. <laughs> All right. Uh, we start the combat round with Vigorn. Vigorn, you see this uh, flaming, huge creature in front of you. Well, large creature. All right. Uh, Vigorn is going to... Uh, he is going to... He's going to use a creature that he has never created before. Uh, he's going to uh, use a spell he's never... Today we are going to cast Construct. Ooh. And it will make a, and I I did use the uh, the, the 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 spell components, so I'll have to repurchase those. Uh, but I am going to make a, a stone golem, Ooh. and or stone construct. It's not a golem, I don't think technically. Uh, it's a creature resembles a go- goblin. I, I'm not a goblin. A a golem. And uh, I will post uh, the token. And this is, I think, the one from Tasha's. It's, I don't think it's great, but I'm going to post... Oh, I posted it. Not there. I will post it in chat. If you wish to uh, put this creature in there. Uh, there we go. It's in there. Okay. And uh, I'll, let's see, 90 feet. I'll put it right behind him. And uh, let's see. Uh, that is my action. And... Uh, I will do... Uh, what kind of stats does this thing get? Uh, it gets a... It's called a Construct Spirit. Oh, okay, I see that. And... Um, it is a armor... Uh, um, let's see. I want, let, let me display this in... Okay, so does it show? Okay, it, it, uh, if you look in here, it shows you all the stats. Yeah, I see the... Uh, I've, I've got a window with the uh, Construct Spirit stats. Okay. Yep. This is from Tasha's end. So okay. I am throwing a curveball at you. Uh, not sure if you can get the token in there. I'm going to... Let's see, it's a medium. Okay. Call this construct spirits. Upload the token. All right. We have a little fun here. Okay, here we go. Construct spirits. Now, it doesn't have all your stats laid out. That's no, no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, it will make a number of attacks with this spell level. It's fourth level. The construct makes number of attacks equal to half. Okay, so it makes two attacks. All right. It makes a... What is the... Oh, my spell attack modifier. So he will make two attacks on the uh, on the thing. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, he is. Sorry, I'm gonna. He is going to appear to be right here. Oop. Okay. Yeah. Oops. Oh, sorry. Right <laughs> there. And uh, he is going to do uh, two slam attacks. Twenty three. Oh, yep. A seventeen. Yep. Both hit. All right. And so then he does. Uh, What's that? I'm just. Th- this token looks cool. All right. And then he will do his two... Okay, he did 1d4, plus the spell's level, legendary... Oh, I, you know, I, th- I th- 
I think that it's already added in. One, so 12, and then he does 12 points of damage with the punch, and then 11. So this thing is uh, slamming him, and then I'm going to be like, ah! (laughs) <laughs> and back up 5, 10, 15, 20 uh, 15, 20 right there alright, uh, end of turn awesome, <laughs> waves of flame go flying off of this elemental creature in front of you and uh, it is not happy and immediately turns around to attack the okay, so. spirit next to it Okay, and then uh, when a creature, the construct, when a creature, a construct can't see, starts its turn within 10 feet of the construct, the con- the construct can force it to make a wisdom saving throw against Ooh. your spell save DC. Okay. Failed save, the target can't use reactions and speed is halved until the start of its next turn. Uh-oh. All right. So, so I definitely failed. Okay, so it doesn't have reactions and its speed is halved. So, okay. But you Got can it. feel free to slam away. Okay, so slowly slamming away at the Construct Spirit. Uh, it's going to take two touch attacks, the worst of the attacks, for a 20 and a 14 to hit. All right, uh, let's see. AC is uh, 17. 17, okay. One of those so. hits, and he has 55 HP. So okay. I'll, I'll, I'll put on the, his HP here, 55. All right. All right, so it does, uh, so it's going to do the, I think just the fire damage. Yes, the 2d6 plus 3, so the five points of fire damage. Mm-hmm. Um, is this construct something that is flammable? It seems kind of metallic. Um, it is... Uh, oh, it says if it's a creature or a flammable object. It is a creature, I think, right, technically? Uh, it might be a construct? Uh, uh, let me see what it is. It is a construct. Okay. So is a construct a creature? <laughs> it seems like some sort of a metallic thing. To me, it doesn't really seem like something that would catch on fire. Just logically. It is, it is also a stone uh, a stone creek construct. Okay. All right. So we'll say that the the uh, construct does not catch on fire from the fire elemental. All right. So let's see. Maximum okay. points override. So, yeah, just five points of damage, and that's okay. it for its turn at the moment. It's going to stay right. focused on this construct. Okay. Uh, Roger, it's your turn. Sorry. It's along there. You're a bunch of fun stuff happening down here. So, <laughs> five, ten, eight. Okay, I can kind of see part of it there. So we will uh, not use this very often. So we'll go ahead and do this. All right, virtual weapon. And I don't have a token for that. Yeah. This is uh, Fenner's spiritual warhammer, but we'll use this for now. <laughs> uh, I imagine it's a giant. Oh, didn't I make the giant mallet for you at one time? Oh, the anvil. Or the, Wait a minute. Yeah, oh, the anvil. anvil. There we yeah, go. Yeah, we, there we, we go. go. There it is. Permissions. <laughs> Forgot about that. There we go. All right. Yep. So the anvil will bonk it on the head, and then uh, Roger will point at it and say pew pew pew. <laughs> okay. Um, Fourteen. Oh, natural one. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> nope. I'll just yet yeah, that happens, and that'll be his. Oh, go ahead, Roger. Uh, that'll be the end of his turn. Okay. All right. So that ray of frost goes careening um, off the side, and and causes a couple books to go flying off the shelf. Victoria, you are up. All right. Um, uh, definitely uh, in the stealth. 
Yep. Uh, we'll do the. You know what? Flame blade doesn't like. It's really going to have a desired <laughs> effect here. Yep. ally nearby that would give a uh, sneak attack? Yeah, I would consider the contract doing that. Alright, can have that damage too. Hmm. Um, yes. And then I'll bonus action give uh, looks like Fenner is the next uh, for a party, so I'll bonus action give Fenner the help action. Okay. Yes, Grim is not taking care All right, Fenner, you are up. The fire elemental ahead of you looks like it is wavering a bit after uh, the multiple attacks from Victoria. Uh, Fenner is going to have to hold his action because right now he is not holding any weapons since he was posing as a servant. So he's going to hold his action to, when Gopher comes up, take the bag of holding so he can get his battle axe and, uh, and shield. Okay, is your shield also your um, focus? Oh, no. I, I guess I, I can. Well, if I... Uh, you could cast a spell, yeah, if you wanted to. I could cast a spell, but then I wouldn't be able to get most of my stuff. Unfortunately, I'm a forge cleric. It's fire-based. Um I can do it's not a lot but let's see if it uh, uh, helps Uh, I will cast uh, I'll cast Sacred Flame if it's looking like it's kind of beat down because at least that's uh, at least that's radiant damage Okay, DC save seventeen. Fails for fourteen. Nice. That uh, takes a solid chunk out of the fire elemental, and it looks like it has shrunken down a a little bit and isn't quite as powerful as it was. And I'll look to Gopher and say, "Uh, "Could use some weapons here, bud." And that'll be end of turn. (laughs) All right, Gopher, you sense that the fire elemental. is uh, getting weak, and uh, you decide what to do next here. Um, can I get a ping on the fire elemental? Because it's not oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's. Oops, oh, I moved. Yeah. Right, and we haven't rested since our last encounter. Or- that's right. No. no rest. Yeah. No rest for the weary. It's just fine. <clears throat> okay, intelligence oh, save. Ooh, and a one. Mm-hmm. So it takes your psychic damage and no reactions until its next turn. Get back into the dark and hide. Okay. And it is up to Vigor next. Oh, all right. Uh, Vigor, where did I go? Where did I go? Where, there I go. Uh, 530. All right. Well, I don't have a lot I do here. I will. <laughs> uh, I will shoot a mind sliver at it. And it needs to make a, a an intelligence saving throw. Okay. 
Oh, 16. Hey. No, it still failed. I have a 17. Nice. Uh, So mine sliver, and it does nine force damage. And uh, let's see, is there something else? Uh, The dice need to go away. Uh, All right. No, I thought I did some other. I thought it had some other thing to it, but it does not. Uh, Oh, uh, it subtracts. Sorry, it does. Uh, Well, I rolled for it. I don't know if you want to roll for it, but uh, it loses. um, uh, What I just rolled for it, it loses uh, subtract three from its next saving throw that it makes. And so with that happening, uh, my uh, construct will continue to punch it in the face. Uh, Right. And uh, one... 25, and it's 32. Oh, no, that's a crit. Crit. Okay. So, all right. So, uh, all right. That is a crit. All right. So one. Oh, that's a 12. That was the first one that's not a uh, uh, thing. It is now... Uh, we'll do the regular roll here. Maybe I'll uh, uh, this one, that, and so then I will just do a one d eight for the crit because I don't get the uh, the, the 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 bonus. Okay. All right, two. <laughs> nice. All right. So, uh, all right. So, uh, looks like uh, it's like uh, 24, 26 points of damage. Uh, yeah. Amazing. So after uh, nine points of damage from the mind sliver, and you weren't quite sure if something else could get could go off, that <laughs> definitely did the trick. Um, how do you describe the construct spirit destroying this fire elemental? I, it's like an Incredible Hulk. It's like just... <laughs> you know, picking it up, slamming it on the ground. <laughs> Amazing, yes. You've never seen fire picked up and slammed on the ground before, but this construct manages to figure it out. And it takes whatever bits of, uh, you know, a, a body that this and mass this fire elemental has and poofs it out of existence. Uh, <laughs> awesome. How long does your construct stay up? Uh, yeah, I have to maintain concentration. It stays up for an hour. So an hour, uh, he, nice. he, he can just hang out with us uh, until we do whatever we're going to do here. But it is 1050. Is there a good stopping yes. point for us here? We are going to stop now. Yeah. So okay. we'll pick up at this location uh, at the start of our next game. And I do think that we will wrap up the story with, with one more session here. So we're close. Okay. We all made it into Gromp's outer chamber here. And uh, yeah, we're good to go. Okay. You mean we'll you mean we'll we'll finish the chapter, not the story itself. No, yes, no. yes, Just we'll the finish chapter. the chapter. There will be two more chapters after fun. this. Yeah. And my chapter's weird. My chapter's weird. <laughs> it, yeah, have you I don't know if anyone's looked at the chapter yet, but it is mine's an odd one. <laughs> I don't a, even know what to be uh like interlude before the, the final chapter. Yeah, yes, it will be kind of like an interlude, like a little pause. All right, awesome. Okay, yeah, thank well, you. you. That was great. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure out what to do next, but uh, glad to have the party back together. It was good playing with you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I have <laughs> I have so many one-shots, 5e one-shots, we want to try that. I, I have like a year's, more than a year's worth of stuff. For us. <laughs> 
Nice. We can, we, enough one shots in all different ranges, well, mostly tier one and tier two. We, we could basically turn it into a campaign where we're just wandering around weird fantasy worlds <laughs> doing stuff. Yeah. Nice. All, all right. right. Great. Well, thanks, yeah. everyone. Appreciate yeah. the time. We'll see you next week. See you all next week. Last one. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. See you later. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed the game. The intro and outro music is titled Battle and was created by Symbolbird and is licensed under the Creative Commons license. You can find this music at soundcloud.com slash symbolbird slash battle. The music was edited by me. See you all next week.